0: We're joined now by the Uber movement co-founder and representative Teresa Munchik. Teresa, good afternoon to you. Um, in terms of updates on uh, the progress in that pro- the progress in that protest today, has anything been forthcoming from Uber itself about the protest by drivers this morning?
1: First of all, when the police contacted them to say that we were gathered here and wanted to speak to them, uh, they um, told them that uh, we know the right channels to address them. However, Uber has a policy that they don't recognise any groups um, at all, and if you have any issues, you need to go to them individually, um, which clearly I mean, uh, doesn't make any impact at all. So um, we're a grassroots movement that um, formed actually when one of the drivers was killed and murdered. We um, all happened to be uh, getting together to contribute money towards his family. And that's when we just said there's a lot of issues with Uber that need addressing. Um, So the main purpose of our movement is to open dialogue with Uber and we, like, we're not fighting with them. We want to work with them. We want them to recognize um, us as representatives to be able to give Uber drivers um, a voice because currently Uber drivers really don't have any voice and um, you know, we're seeking to um, put, look after protection and safety and rights of Uber drivers.
0: It- it's kind of a very unusual situation that in the way we generally go about doing our business in South Africa here, where we lack lacking that sort of communication between them, apart from trying to create a dialogue between drivers and Uber management itself. The concerns over safety, I mean, cars have been damaged, drivers have been attacked. Presumably, that's a big issue that uh, needs to be sorted out. What are you hoping Uber can do uh, in, in those regards?
1: Um It's something that we'd like to sit down and talk to them about. But, I mean, one of the things that we feel is, you know, if we engage with police on a very high-up level, if there was a police presence at um, the various hotspots, um, and they adopted a zero-tolerance policy because um, we met with the security cluster a while ago. We did a safety awareness march, which we had a convoy of 250 cars. And one of the members on the security cluster said, you know, we need to get case numbers. But unfortunately, Uber drivers don't really know each other. So, um, You know, to gather case numbers is really difficult. Um, But if we are engaged on a a senior level um, and they have, like, zero tolerance, so if meter taxis get arrested and charged, um, I think that they will start backing down um, because you can't have a PDP, uh, which is a public driving permit uh, or license, um, if you do have criminal charges pending. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that we feel, you know, might be able
0: to be addressed. Teresa. one of the big problems that meter taxi drivers have talked to is that uh, it's not a level playing field. They say they have to, you know, fulfill greater uh, regulatory requirements in terms of getting their licenses. It costs them more, and this is one of the reasons they end up having to charge their customers more. The government has made certain changes uh, regarding ride-sharing applications and the like. How... Uh, how easy is it for Uber drivers to operate? Are they getting closer to a stage where they have to fulfill similar requirements? Because uh, meter taxi drivers clearly would be a little bit happier if everyone was on the same page.
1: Um, I think that Uber has been working on some kind of um, solution to the situation. Uh, We do realize, you know, those reasons do um, inflame the meter taxi drivers. Um, however, you know it's not something that, uh, personally, we we know enough about. I mean, if we do happen to be able to meet with Uber, then possibly they can explain more to us um, about that. But another reason, I mean, the ta- meter taxi drivers, um, the, the rates. You know, our rates currently are great for riders, but I mean, we just don't think that they're very sustainable for us. Um, you know, they. Have Hasn't been any uh, increase in like the two years I've been with Uber, um, whereas petrol keeps going up and um, you know cost of living. Um, so I think you know if it was a more level playing field, I mean I think that meter taxis you know have been have been a very um, highly priced. Um, so I mean you know obviously Uber is providing a service that um, is you know, making uh, transport much more affordable to um, to the general users. Um, but um, just to divert a little bit is, you know, the, the meter taxis, what I'd like to say to the meter taxis is we're trying to earn a living. You know, a lot of guys, it's their cars that they've like trying to do repayments. They're working, like, really, really long hours. They're not Uber's vehicles. So by attacking us and attacking our drivers, it's not really solving the problem at all because, you know, we are not Uber. We are, as they like to say, using their app. Um, And, you know, for meter taxis to be um, intimidating us and beating drivers and cars, we just feel is really not fair not on us.
0: That's Uber Movement co-founder and representative for Teresa Munchik in Johannesburg um, outside uh, the gathering by some Uber drivers outside uh, the organization's office. They want to get dialogue with uh, the organization that they run the service for.
1: Midday Live, only on SAFM.